0: Another happy landing. Soon the galaxy will be remade. The Jedi... and the Republic... will die. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Great care we must take. Why would anyone walk away from being a Jedi? We were trained to be keepers of the peace. Not soldiers. We clones Have mixed feelings about the war. Without it, we wouldn't exist. All part of the plan. THE plan. Everything is about to change. Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and it is just you and me today. It's uh, it's us hanging out in the Escape Pod, chatting a bit of Star Wars news. We don't normally chat Star Wars news on this show, uh, not a whole lot, but, you know, there's not a crazy amount of things to talk about these days and not to call this a filler episode or anything, but, you know, we're just going to be burning some time and, uh, you know, putting out another episode for you guys to, to listen to for the week and whatnot. So uh, going forward, you know, it might not be a weekly thing. Uh, but as you know, we are continuing our series with Diego watching Clone Wars in chronological order. Uh, speaking of Clone Wars, we will be chatting about the Clone Wars legacy, uh, what's unofficially known as the Clone Wars Season 7, or officially just uh, the return of Star Wars The Clone Wars uh, on Disney+. And we will be getting into a little bit of minor news surrounding uh, the Kenobi series, uh, the Battlefront 2 update and, delay, and the delay of the Kenobi series as well. And that's about that's about all I can think about. So uh, let's get into the nitty, uh, the the itty bitty things. Resistance has wrapped up. Resistance season two ended on a uh, better note than it started. And that season will be available on Disney Plus later this month in uh, February 21st or 27th. I forget what it is it's kind of in that week. And uh, the first season is already available there. So if you've been following Resistance on Disney XD, you'll know exactly what happened. If you have not been following on Disney XD and you've been solely relying on Disney+, Plus, uh, that finale is coming to you very soon. And as we know, that will be the last of that show. Um, I personally am not going to miss it too much. It was good for the little kids. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's the most uh, disposable part of the Star Wars canon so far. I, I can't say that it was incredibly gripping or anything like that. Uh, in fact, I'm even surprised that they were able to secure Oscar Isaac for the few voiceovers that he gave. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just the way it is. It's, 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 it's a meh kind of show. Uh, I didn't never looked forward to it, um, similar to, uh, uh, you know, it's nowhere in comparison to Rebels or cl- especially not Clone Wars. Uh, so a, a complete different audience. But, uh, but Hey, you know, at Star Wars, I watched the whole thing. And if you're out there watching resistance, uh, you'll be able to finish it very soon on Disney plus. So, um, speak, uh, just a side note, uh, those, those ships in, in resistance, uh, you know, it actually made it into episode nine. It's kind of cool. Like, uh, there was some resources or some, some sources online confirming that those ships, um, made it into that final battle they're in amongst the chaos of all those all those ships flying around so that that's just interesting to know it's just kind of cool uh even though it's not my favorite show it is nice to see the connections between uh all the different parts of canon so i do appreciate that but um let's move on to kenobi series kenobi series uh was delayed if you've been following the headlines if you've not been following the headlines uh i'm sorry to break it to But the Kenobi series uh, scripts are going through a bit of a rewrite, and there's a lot of people over the internet freaking out about this. But I wanted to play uh, a source that I grabbed off YouTube, um, and uh, it's the man Ewan McGregor uh, talking about this series himself and the delay and just giving uh, an update on the reality of the situation. Uh, So let's just take a listen to that. It's not been put on hold, it's just been pushed back a little bit, just for scripts, and the scripts are excellent, and they just want them to be better, and uh, so we just pushed it back, but it's not, it's very dramatic, it would seem online, like it's, there's all yeah. kinds of online about it, but it's only just slid back a bit, but we're still shooting it, I still think it'll still be aired when it was meant to be, and I'm really excited about yeah. it, it'll be fun to play again. Alright, so there you go, um, a lot of stuff online about it. And uh, it is uh, it is what it is. Don't believe what you read about it. I mean, it's no big deal. Uh, this will not affect or this is supposed to not affect the initial launch date at all. Uh, this is just a little bit of uh, reworking. And I would not be surprised if this rewrite process has something to do with uh, the amazing, astounding reviews of of The Mandalorian uh there's a lot of people who loved the tone of that show and it's very likely that um that that could be a part to play in the reason for these rewrites perhaps they uh, realized uh you know the child was more popular than they thought uh you know the comical value uh was a little more than they anticipated um in a positive way and you know, perhaps they might be trying to work something in uh, to the Kenobi series. I can imagine that series being very dark and gritty and a little depressing. I mean, as a guy who's been watching over Luke on the desert planet for many, many years, uh, I don't, I don't see him leaving that planet. Honestly, uh, if he does, that would be pretty cool. Uh, if you were a big EU guy uh, or girl uh, who did a lot of reading back in the day when the last of the jedi series was coming out uh that was uh i believe that was was that 10 books i forget last of the Jedi. let's look this up uh last of the jedi uh books uh published by scholastic uh if you're in north america uh maybe another publisher if you're elsewhere i'm not entirely sure but uh the star Wars: the last of the jedi uh written by jude watson was the third series that jude watson had written she also wrote the jedi quest series and the jedi apprentice apprentice series um going backwards in time there and she also wrote a very thick book uh two of them uh one of them uh called secrets of the jedi and one come one of them called uh uh oh man what was it called the fate of the jedi or something i, I i'm blanking on that one but it was, or le- Legacy, Legacy of the Jedi, I think it was. Uh, so Legacy and Secrets of the Jedi uh, were her kind of tie-ins to kind of thread those three stories together. And it was really cool. Uh, the Last of the Jedi started off with Obi-Wan as kind of a main character. And he, uh, he goes back and um, he finds a, a Fieros Olin, who, who is a character in Jedi Quest, who was kind of a rival to Anakin Skywalker as a child. And at one point, and he, he he gets thrown out of the Order very similar to Ahsoka. And interestingly enough, um, that entire process, um, you know, it, it kind of drove him away, of course. But uh, Obi-Wan seeks him out uh, after the Jedi Purge and Order 66 and all that. Obi-Wan kind of looks at him as a bit of a hopeful character to uh, be able to um, come back and, and do what he can't because he is... Uh, you know, watching over Luke and he doesn't, you know, he doesn't have, uh, the time or the, uh, ability to, uh, stop the empire <laughs> or, or take action against, uh, the empire at all or, or Vader or anything. Right. So, um, it is, it is a really cool book series, uh, back then, but, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's, uh, it, it's one of those things that's like, I, I wonder what they'll do with it. I mean, like this this is a guy that's like living in solitude so i wonder if the mandalorian uh has anything to do with uh the rewrites uh i'm not too sure but that's just my speculation um alternatively there are whispers that kathleen kennedy could be stepping down as uh the chairman so it is uh it is also a possibility that whoever is coming in uh whether temporarily or permanently to fill her seat, it is a possibility that they could be the ones kind of whispering behind the scenes at, at this moment in time, Uh, you know, before the company has any big announcements to make. It, it could be them responsible for uh, these rewrites as well. So uh, we don't know. We don't know. I mean, uh, I, it is kind of mind-blowing to me that almost any Star Wars project that Luke's film under disney has done has undergone some sort of pushback or or rewrite uh, at some point in time it's it's it is inevitable in the film industry you know this happens but uh and star wars gets a little more press than the average but um you know it, it's it is uh it is kind of shocking at how many production faults they've actually undergone over the last uh you know five years or or, or so it's uh kind of crazy but uh but hey you know it 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 is what it is um so uh moving on to the battlefront 2 update uh, if you're a huge fan of battlefront 2 you'll know that the next update uh, was supposed to come out this past week and it did not it, it's uh now uh, delayed uh until uh the first week of February and uh, it's adding a few heroes bb8 and bb9e and uh, maybe a few other little tweaks and and bits that that will make the gameplay a little more balanced, a little more uh, better, you know, updated, whatever. Uh, you follow that news. You follow that news. I, I don't really have to do too much to say on it, but you know, it, it's it's some news. Uh, so I'm just throwing it out there. Battlefront Two update coming very soon, um, and that'll be arriving hopefully first week of February. So um, that is all for kind of the news. Aspect of things. Um, and now I just really want to talk to you guys about Clone Wars. All right, so Clone Wars returns to Disney Plus very, very soon. Uh, we're all super stoked. And uh, that is coming, uh, I believe it's February, uh, February 27th, I want to say, or, uh, oh man, did I forget, did I forget, there is a countdown on StarWars.com, if you go to StarWars.com right now, uh, you will see uh, a, a very cool little clock countdown uh, to uh, the release on February 21st. There we go. 19 days away, 23 hours, 5 minutes, and 20 seconds from the very moment I'm recording this episode. And uh, I'm sure it'll be even less as soon as you hear me. So that is super exciting. And um, we're going to be chatting all about uh, Clone Wars, the final season. It's not called Season 7. It's called Star Wars The Clone Wars The Final Season. Um, That's officially the title, um, on not only the poster, but, uh, on a few areas on the website, uh, just Clone Wars, the final season. So, um, it's cool that, uh, that is, I love, I love the fact that it's coming back. Uh, it's bittersweet because not only is it a dream come true to have the show coming back, but, uh, we're getting the end of the show that was originally supposed to be eight seasons and uh as as you know there if you've if you've been following the show uh, you'll know that there are six seasons available and the sixth season is not even a full-length season it's it's a it's a half season um the the remaining bits of that season were incomplete uh not finished uh they were released online later on as part of the clone wars legacy project uh and if you do not remember or know what the the Clone Wars Legacy Project, I'll tell you a little bit about that. But I really want to uh, just kind of overhaul, uh, explain what happens kind of after the Clone Wars ended uh, from where we'd left off and kind of go up until where we are kind of taking off again um, for this uh, Clone Wars final season. So like, what did we miss out on uh, what wasn't finished, kind of what wasn't made, all that stuff. Uh, so we're going to be chatting about that. So uh, the Clone Wars Legacy is a—it's it, it, what they called a multimedia project, uh, which included uh, comics, books, um, and uh, story reels. Uh, if you don't want know what a, a an anime an animatic story reel is, it's basically kind of like previs. Uh, it's a—it's an animated version of the episode with audio but not final anything like the animation is like, you know, the the voices are there, all the dialogues there, the, the characters kind of float around without walking as a placeholder to kind of, you know, visualize to the director. It's like, okay, here's these characters in the scene. This is where they're standing. This is the camera angle that we're shooting at, uh, all that stuff. Uh, there's no intense action whatsoever. It's, it's very, very janky. In fact, there's some parts where it looks quite funny because, uh, because it's you know it's not even animated it's it's uh three D objects that are kind of floating around and interacting in space to kind of um you know put out the idea of of like where everything's supposed to be uh for the animators when they actually do animate the shot so uh, the cool part about the story reels though is that the the dialogue is all there uh, and some of the music uh, sometimes the odd sound effect or there's or, you know here or there so. It's it's nice that you get to kind of, you know, explore the story, even though it's not finished. Um, and it's better than nothing, honestly. But uh, some of the story reels were very popular with people. And I think they took that into consideration when making this final season. So uh, that being said, we'll start uh, at the very beginning where Clone Wars left off. The very last arc we had in the Clone Wars, spoiler if you have not seen the show Um, if you've not seen the Clone Wars show, uh, you know, probably tune out for the rest of this episode. Otherwise, uh, you know, bear with us here. Um, was the arc uh where Yoda kind of discovers immortality and discovers uh um, how to communicate with those who have passed away, uh, like Qui Gon Jinn. They brought Liam Neeson back in for for voiceovers of his own character, Qui Gon Jinn, and uh, Yoda met as the priestesses of the forest that go into this huge, incredible, uh this incredible arc um, about about um uh, you know the deeper sides of the forest and 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 all that. So um, so that's really cool. But uh the Clone Wars Legacy project kind of begins immediately after that. And it's unclear whether or not this is kind of the the actual um uh order of of how we would have had things going on but um if you if you want to take a, a look at the chronological order of star Wars: the clone wars uh you can go to star wars.com and slash news slash uh star dash wars dash the dash clone dash wars dash chronological dash episode order Uh, a bit of a long URL there, or just Google search Clone Wars Chronological Order. Uh, And there is a blog there, which they have recently updated. Uh, Interestingly enough, because this blog was was published March 17th, 2014. And since then, they have gone back, re-edited the entire blog uh, with, and they've added the official trailer for the the final season. um, And they have removed... Uh, a lot of the Clone Wars legacy content that used to be tacked on to the end of this list, uh, which is very interesting because the list hasn't changed at all. The list, well, actually the formatting of the list has changed, but uh, the episodic order is there in order uh, of how to watch the show top to bottom. And uh, the very last episode being uh, season six, episode 13, Sacrifice, which is number 121 on the list. Uh, They also have a link to stream on Disney Plus Um, if you go down the list, you can, you know, follow along kind of thing. So it's interesting to me that they took this stuff off and I don't think it's a matter of re like decanonizing anything. It's just, um, it's just their way of making it less confusing for people who do watch the show and don't get into the additional material. And that's fine. Um, but, uh, that's why we're having this chat just so that you can actually catch up on this stuff. So, um, Number one is uh, when they released these story reels, there was a couple arcs that they did. So, you know, finish off with Yoda's arc in season six. The remaining episodes of season six from my conclusion of, of, of how these uh, episodics were released as story reels was a four-part arc called The Crystal Crisis on Utapau. Um, another arc called Bad Batch. Or the bad Batch arc. that was also another four episodes. That's eight episodes, and we got thirteen in season six. So I mean, if you count upwards from that, you have a full length season. Uh, so that's so that to me is is the most logical conclusion um, of of these story reels is is that this was the remaining bits of of season six. And the Bad Batch arc in particular is being completed and, rea- and fully reanimated uh, for this final season of Star Wars Clone Wars. So the Bad Batch arc, even though it's a part of season six, we will be getting it as a part of this final season, which unofficially is called, uh, well, unofficially people are calling it season seven, but it's not, it's not season seven. It's just the final season. So um, yeah, it, it's, it was a part of season six. Uh, so we had the uh, crystal crisis on Utapau featuring episodes called a death on Utapau in search of the, uh, of the crystal, crystal crisis and the big bang. Uh, and okay. So going down the list here, a, a death on Utapau, uh, was Obi-Wan and Anakin investi- investigate a mysterious death of a Jedi master on Utapau and uncover a secret separatist weapon, uh, weapons deal, uh, the the likes of which they have never seen before. So that's the premise of that episode. Um, In search of the crystal, Obi-Wan and Anakin's investigation on Utapau continues, and they allow themselves to be captured by weapon dealers who possess a focusing crystal of unspeakable power. Uh, The Crystal Crisis episode is, again, Obi-Wan and Anakin must escape from Utapau with uh, a kyber crystal, which is the crystal they referred to in the last episode's uh, premise. Uh, So they discover there's this giant kyber crystal. Uh, They must escape Utapau with the kyber crystal before General Greaves and his droid army track them down. And the final episode called The Big Bang... Uh, is uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin must do all they can to prevent a powerful weapon from falling into General Grievous' hands. So that just kind of wraps up that arc. Uh, But it was really cool. Like it pulled at strings from, uh, if you read the book's Rogue One Catalyst, uh, it kind of like had a lot of reminiscent, you know, parallels there. And uh, it was hinting at the fact that even during the Clone Wars, uh, this plot to build the Death Star, which is you know Palpatine's plan, uh, we saw the hologram that Dooku was holding in Attack of the Clones way at the beginning of the Clone Wars. And uh, here we are, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin finding one of the crystals that, that it will be used to power the Death Star's laser weapon. So uh, it, at this point in time, as we know, we are over halfway past the Clone Wars middle point. We're towards the end of the war. Um, and uh, keep in mind, this show was supposed to be eight seasons long. So this is near the end of the season six and the war is almost over. And uh, as we've seen from Revenge of the Sith, the Death Star out the viewport of one of those star destroyers was being built in space uh, above Geonosis. And uh, Vader and Palpatine are looking out at the construction of this Death Star and and uh, having a good old time. But uh, obviously this construction started during the Clone War and kept kind of away from from uh from from sight away from view. And uh, I believe that's also touched up on in uh, in Catalyst as well. But uh yeah, that uh, that's the crystal crisis on Utapau. So, uh theoretically that could have been uh season 6 episode 14, 15, 16 and 17. Then we had the Bad Batch arc. So, the Bad Batch, a distant echo on the wings of kiradax and unfinished business Uh, business. Those are the four episodes of the Bad Batch arc. Now, I'm not going to go over these because for those of you who are wanting to see the final product of these episodes, I'm going to save it for when we actually see the final season of Star Wars Clone Wars. But uh, just be aware of the fact if you have access to watch these story reels, uh, give them a watch because I'm very curious to see how much they change. Uh, there are some things that they obviously have changed about the original ending of the Clone Wars. Um, they've kept it very close, but there are some things they changed. I know Ahsoka's blue lightsabers were not originally part of the plan. Uh, if you've read the Ahsoka novel, which I will get into in a little bit, um, it's very clear that that is not originally part of the plan. It's, uh, she still had her green lightsabers. So, um... Yeah, just aside, mention that, but that would have been the remaining episodes of uh, of season six. Um, so there you have it. Season six wrapped up uh, with half a season and the two story real arcs. And I'm pretty sure that would have been the remaining episodes of season six. So uh, what we had left uh, as far as content that we could digest were um, scripts that were then adapted into uh, stories. Um, March 2016. Uh Pablo had stated that there were 13 story arcs uh left over after the release of uh, the 6th season and um the first draft scripts had been uh for season 7 and 8 prior to uh, the series cancellation. So um it is it is interesting that uh some of this stuff we did get some of it we didn't get. Um, there was, uh, well, actually, uh, just to squeeze in this little thing here, we had a book called Dark Disciple that came out. Dark Disciple is probably one of my favorite Star Wars books of all time. Uh, it's written by Christy Golden, stars Asajj Ventress and Quinlan Voss. It's uh, a novel that adapted eight, uh, it was an eight-part story arc uh, scripted from um uh, the uh, fully produced scripts, I'm assuming, uh, but it was adapted from that. So this novel basically contains eight episodes of Star Wars The Clone Wars. And just a run through uh, the episode titles here, uh, starting with what I would imagine might have been the season seven premiere, uh, would have been called Lethal Alliance, The Mission, Conspirators, Dark Disciple, Saving Voss Part 1, Saving Voss Part 2, Traitor, and The Path. Uh so those are 8 episodes all included in the Dark Disciple novel. Uh all probably a part of season 7 and uh sadly we never got to see those on screen, but um I will read you the synopsis for the book uh just to kind of cover the overall arc that would have uh you know that that happens in those in those episodes. So uh the opening crawl is For years, the galaxy-wide conflict known as the Clone Wars has raged. Uh, The struggle between the rightful government of the Galactic Republic and the Confederacy of Independent Systems has claimed the lives of untold billions. The force-wielding Jedi for a millennia, the guardians of peace in the galaxy, have been thwarted at nearly every turn by the Separatists and their leader, the Sith Lord Count Dooku. With the war showing no sign of ending and the casualties mounting each day, the Jedi must consider every possibility possible means of defeating their cunning foe, whether some means are too unthinkable and some allies too untrustworthy, uh, has yet to be, uh, revealed. So, um, the paperback, uh, has, that's, that's the opening crawl the paperback on the back of the, the novel, uh, says, Oh, sorry. I'll read the, I'll read the hardcover. That's the one that was a little longer. In the war for control of the galaxy between the armies of the Dark Side and the Republic, former Jedi Master turned ruthless Sith Lord Count Dooku has grown ever more brutal in his tactics. Despite the powers of the Jedi and the military prowess of their clone army, the sheer number of fatalities is taking a terrible toll. And when Dooku orders the massacre of a flotilla of helpless refugees, the Jedi Council feels it has no choice but to take drastic action targeting the man responsible for so many war atrocities count dooku himself but the ever elusive dooku is dangerous prey for even the most skilled hunter so the council makes a bold decision to bring both sides of the force's power to bear pairing brash jedi knight quinlan vos with infamous one-time sith acolyte asajj ventris at this point in time asajj ventris is uh, a bounty hunter um She's reached that point in her story arc. Uh, though Jedi distrust uh, for the cunning killer who once served at Dooku's side still runs deep, Ventress's hatred for her former master runs deeper. She's more than willing to lend her copious talents as a bounty hunter and assassin to Voss's quest. Together, Ventress and Voss are the best hope for eliminating Dooku as long as the emerging feelings between them don't comp- uh, compromise their mission. But Ventress is determined to have her retribution and at last let go of her dark Sith past. Balancing the complicated emotions she feels for Voss with the fury of her warrior spirit, she resolves to claim victory on all fronts, a vow that will be mercilessly tested by her deadly enemy and her own doubt. Uh, so that's a better, that's a better coverage of, of kind of what that arc is about. Uh, it is a very emotional book. Um, beautifully written, and I, I, it makes me sad to think that we never got this on screen. But, um, uh, so moving kind of down from there, we also had a comic book which adapted four scripts, um, and this was the Star Wars Darth Maul Son of Dathomir comic. I'm assuming this would have been part of season eight as well, or, or sorry, no, season seven. Sorry, not season eight, season seven, um, and uh, the the um, the episode titles would have been The Enemy of My Enemy, A Tale of Two Apprentices, Proxy War, and Showdown on Dathomir. So this would have brought the season seven episode count that we've now got adapted up to 12 episodes. So that makes the remaining episodes of season six out there as story reels. We got half of season seven as a novel and a comic book. Um, I'm not going to get into what the comic books about. Basically, uh, as you know from the from the show so far, uh Palpatine confronts uh Savage Opress and Maul on Mandalore, uh kills Savage Opress and uh, takes Maul prisoner. Uh and you know the last what we see of him in in the cartoon in the show is him just lightning uh you know force lightning on, uh Maul on the ground as he's screaming in agony. So That was a major cliffhanger for the fact, you know, the fact that the show never wrapped. Um, And then for a lot of people, he popped up in Solo and and then everyone's like, what? Like, what the heck? Uh, You know, a lot of people didn't even watch Clone Wars before watching Solo. So they were even more confused. And then we have his kind of finale in Star Wars Rebels. But there's a huge chunk kind of missing from when he is being tortured by Palpatine on on Mandalore and kind of the the rise that he has after it's like what happened in between this comic covers that entire uh arc it's a four episode arc of him in the clutches of Palpatine and what follows after and his kind of re-rise um uh to power on on Mandalore as we kind of saw him last before he lost his little battle with Palpatine. Um, a Tale of Two Apprentices, the second episode, just uh, just a side note, really cool episode. Uh, puts him face-to-face with Dooku, who is the current apprentice of Palpatine. So yeah, it, it's an awesome little bit of a uh, little uh, comic miniseries there. And uh, published, the last that Dark Horse published, actually, before they lost the license, uh, and the only Star Wars piece of canon that Dark Horse actually has to claim, Uh, Marvel has been republishing this book um, under their own uh, license, Uh, but it is uh, still got the Darth Maul Son of Dathomir title to it and the same cover with Maul on the front with the Darksaber and two Mandalorians behind him. So, um, yeah, don't be mistaken. Uh, You know, don't be going out of your way to look for the uh, um, the, uh, you know, Dark Horse. Uh, version Uh, you know the Marvel has um, published this as uh, one of their own at this point Um, and it is a part of canon Uh, I see some uh, Spanish legends covers out there with uh, the legend banner which is very odd because it actually is not Star Wars legends this is uh, Star Wars canon um and a part of the clone wars so again uh now we're at the halfway count in season seven and we've had uh, the novel and now this comic uh this is when it gets a little bit more uh diced up um we kind of have to go back to all the star wars celebrations in the past and take a look at interviews with dave filoni and and the clone wars crew uh, sharing little bits and pieces and and stuff from, uh, 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 what wasn't produced at all. Uh, now we're getting into the stuff that you cannot actually, you know, consume. Um, and that begins with, uh, the bounty hunter arc. So assuming that this is also part of season seven, there was going to be a four episode arc, uh, uh, written, um, about Boba Fett and Cad Bane. They were going to uh, team up on a rescue mission on Tatooine where Tusken Raiders had kidnapped a child. It would emphasize uh, Boba and Cad's relationship to one another as uh, Cad had known Jango Fett. Uh, The story would have heavily influenced the film, uh, by the film, sorry, The Searchers, uh, which George Lucas um, really likes apparently. Uh, I'm grabbing this off the wiki page, by the way. Um, yeah, Aura would have been in it. Uh, Sarah Pass, uh, C21, High Singer, um, Embo, Lats Razzi, and Bosk, all characters that we've seen before in the show. Um, so that's really cool. Basically, a just re- a return of all those, all those bounty hunters that we've seen, uh, through various parts of season two and, uh, season five, I believe. Um, so yeah, uh, Cad Bane has a new outfit in this, in this, um, in this arc, uh, a new ship, um, and a Tuscan Shaman, uh, would have, uh, appeared, I guess, uh, not too sure what that's supposed to mean, but, um, yeah, so this clip, uh, there was, it was a clip revealed, uh, from, uh, Celebration Orlando in 2017, where Cad Bane and the other bounty hunters ended up, um, with, uh, well, something, something was going on basically, uh, Cad Bane and Boba Fett, assuming that this was the last episode of this four-part arc, uh, Cad Bane and Boba Fett reach uh, kind of a misunderstanding or or a, a bit of a confrontation with each other. Uh, they butt heads and they kind of have a bit of a cowboy standoff in which um, Boba Fett wins naturally and uh, then kills Cad Bane, uh, henceforth becoming uh, the galaxy's greatest bounty hunter that you kind of see him uh, as uh, in the original trilogy. Um, But that all starts with killing off this other galaxy wide known bounty hunter at the time of the Clone Wars, which was Cad Bane. Prior to him, it was Jango Fett. So uh, it's a bit of an interesting kind of lineage. And also, as we know, Cad Bane to have this really Western cowboy culture to him, uh, that as a mentor to Boba Fett through the first three episodes, uh, would have rubbed off on him. And that's kind of why we see Boba Fett as this super high-techy guy, uh, you know, sporting all the armor that his dad had once worn, but he's got this Western flair. And it's like, where did that come from? It's it's not from living on Tatooine all these years. Uh, no, like this is because uh, Cad Bane had quite an influence on on Boba's life, it turns out. And he was almost somewhat of a, a bit of a mentor to him at one point in his life. And I, I'm sure that's why he now bears the spurs. So that was really cool. Uh, we, it also would have explained, uh, sorry, I missed this part. It would have explained the dent in Boba's helmet. Um, this is kind of the, the standoff that gives Boba his uh, infamous dent on the helmet, uh, which would have been from Cad Bane's blaster. So that would have been super cool to see. Uh, the next arc is Ahsoka's Walkabout, four-episode arc again, uh, with following up on Ahsoka after her decision to leave the Jedi Order. Um, so now at this point, we're like halfway through season seven or more, actually. And uh, the last time we saw her was at the end of of season five, I guess it was, uh, it, which is pretty crazy because like that's a that's a long time to go in the show without her but um, yeah she comes back and this arc uh, is about her first adventures in the underworld where she meets a scoundrel named Nix Okami uh, who she develops a close relationship with and Ahsoka's character is challenged when she gets involved with the underworld and the Pike syndicate and um, she has to um, resist her Jedi teachings for her own for her own safety all that stuff so uh, this arc is rumored to be a part of the new final season of Star Wars Clone Wars. They, they finished this arc uh, fully animated. And uh, I believe they also adapted some stuff and changed some things. So the character of Nix Okami uh, no longer exists. Apparently, he has been replaced. He's He used to be a young mechanic guy um, and uh, possibly a bit of a love interest. They've changed that now. Uh, apparently now it is, a, a female character and I'm not too sure what the relationship status is with her. I think she's a friend or something like that, but, um, but yeah, Ahsoka's walkabout arc is rumored to be a part of this final season. Uh, there would have been another arc, uh, f- another four episode arc. Sorry. Uh, hold on. Let, let's just do the tally here for a second. Season seven, uh, okay. Eight episodes with the dark disciple, four episodes with the mall, um, 16 now with the bounty hunter arc. 20 with the Soka's walkabout. It might have ended there. So now we're getting into season eight territory. Uh there is a four episode arc, possibly season eight, about uh Kashyyyk and Yoda and the Bad Batch uh going to Kashyyyk. Uh, another kind of uh, untold Clone Wars uh, panel at uh, Celebration Anaheim, where Dave Filoni was talking about the plot of the arc. He revealed the characters would ride on giant ape lizards that were holy to the Wookiees. Uh, in one scene, Tarfel would ask the Tree Spirits for permission to go into battle against the enemy, which was a Trandoshan and the Separatist Alliance. Uh, to get the enemy out of their city, they would have to burn some of the trees. Um, the clones had no problem with it, but it was upsetting the Wookiees as part of the arc. Uh, it would have been about the clones and the Wookiees finding common ground to fight the separatists, uh, which as we know, gets followed up in revenge of the Sith, uh, where we see the continuation and the struggle of that battle that the Wookiees, uh, uh, are, are needing uh, reinforcements with, which is why, uh, Yoda goes back having a pre-developed and good relationship with Wookiees, as he says. So, uh, Parts of the four episodes of this arc were made into animatics before the series was canceled, which is pretty crazy because a story real clip was shown um, and I never actually saw it. It might be on YouTube floating around somewhere on the internet, but Dave Filoni revealed at Celebration Europe 2 that Yoda uh, would be in the arc uh, to give yeah credit to that line uh, that I just talked about, uh, good relations with the Wookiees I have. Um, and the arc would have contained some references to the holiday special. Surprise there. Uh, So there's another arc uh, about Rex and R2, very Top Gun style. uh, Dave Filoni uh, has a bit of a quote here. He says, this was Top Gun with clones. It was basically the army clones, the ground forces got in an argument with the pilots and their astromechs got in an argument. R2 insulted the astromech and it became this thing where Rex ended up having to fly a fighter with R2 as his co-pilot. So kind of cool. Brent Friedman wrote the script for this Fort part arc. Uh, Brent is a great writer on the Clone Wars, wrote some of the best stories out there. And uh, this story would have been about Rex and, and R2. Um. And a reprogrammed B two super battle droid that they would have uh, that they would uh, grow attached to at some point. Rex is injured and and yada yada. So yeah, really cool stuff. Again, that's if you want to read a little more up to that, that's not as widely accessible because it's not something we can actually consume. But you know, it's something there. Uh, it's not. A um, a crazy lengthy arc, but the next thing. Uh, so assuming that the Rex and R two Top Gun arc would have been maybe two to four episodes, um, that brings our season eight count up to up to what is it like between uh, between six and eight episodes at this point. So moving on from there, uh, furthermore into season eight, we would have had uh, an episode about uh, Yuzen Vong, uh, which is kind of crazy. But uh, a story that would have involved Zen Vong in a very minimal way. Uh, It's a scout ship that's trying to assess the strength of the Republic and what the Jedi were doing and and what they were and everything like that. So it would have been a really creepy story like X-Files. That's what Pablo kind of talks about it as um, to uh, better align with George Lucas's description of the Force. Uh, The Vong did not have any Force immunity in this story. Uh, Pablo said that the story never got into the origins of the Vong, but that they were probably from another galaxy. So that's kind of cool. We would have another little thing about uh, return to the Jedi. Uh, So this story would have been about what lays beneath the Jedi temple, which in other pieces of canon have been confirmed to uh, be a Sith shrine, which is kind of beneath the Jedi Temple and almost acting like a cancer. Like as the war grows on and the dark side gets stronger, there's literally this Sith shrine sitting beneath the Jedi Temple. Like this is amazing. Like such a cool story to me. Uh, This would have involved Ahsoka and Obi-Wan and Anakin set out to rescue Master Yoda from this uh, Sith shrine. Um, And uh, Ahsoka basically comes back to warn them about what she's discovered in the underworld of Coruscant as she's... Uh, still down there, um, you know, as as we know from uh, the season seven arc uh, ish, uh, which was called the Walkabout. So she comes back and warns the Jedi, hey, there's this thing underneath the Jedi Temple. You've got to see this. Uh, and then Yoda gets sucked into that as a problem, and Anakin and Obi Wan have to rescue him. Uh, it would have also featured Darth Sidious trying to break into the holocron vault of the Jedi Temple. Uh, interesting enough because he sent Cad Bane to do that exact thing in season two. Um, so now he's trying to do it himself. Uh, but Ahsoka would have hindered his progress. So it's very likely that Ahsoka, uh, without actually seeing Sidious, uh, Dave Filoni has released a sketch uh, from his notepad of Ahsoka on the other side of a wall from Sidious. And all she's trying to do is block this lightning coming through at her and and she doesn't know who's on the other side but but she knows it's something dark and dangerous and uh man that would have been super cool. Um really cool to see. So again, that's that's part of season 8. Uh return to Mon Cala. Uh we would have gone back to Mon Cala and Padme and Anakin would have returned there to see King Lee Char once again um and uh, they would have found out that the Corin uh Nosori, who um, was a primary character in that arc we had at Moncala before in season four, uh, he's been murdered. And uh, the, the Teeks, um, which are um, the, uh, t- uh, sorry, Teeks, uh, he, he's a character. He's a, Mo- uh, a Corinth senator. Um, he, it says here, would have been appointed provisional leader in the palace and Padme hopes to gain support from the coron to remove Palpatine from office. So here we get the very early stages of uh, the deleted scene that would have been in Revenge of the Sith, uh, it, you can watch it online. It deleted scenes for, from Revenge of the Sith. There's a, a bit of a, uh, an early rebellion moment where Padme and Bail Organa and Mon Mothma all have this conversation about, about the government at the time and their concerns about Palpatine and and whatnot. I believe it's, I believe Palpatine came up. But um, yeah, pa- Padme here is during the Clone Wars trying to get support from the Corps to remove Palpatine from office, which is very cool because uh, at this point in time, it's obvious that she disagrees with the war and realizes that uh, Palpatine is not doing anything to help this war uh, or the Republic. Um, And uh, she knows something's up. And that is very interesting because she brings this up to Anakin out of the blue in in Revenge of the Sith she she goes like um that little line when they're sitting on the couch she says have you ever thought that we're you know fighting that we're on the wrong side that we're that we're we're you know fighting this war and and you know we're actually the very thing that we're trying to fight you know like uh, she has something along those lines that she says and and uh and Anakin's basically like what like you know no way and you're like you're sounding like a separatist now and and uh they disagree there, but we see the the seeds of that conversation that they have, and those those uh, those motives that that Padme has um, seeded right here in in the Clone Wars um, towards the end. So, so that is really cool. That would have been a cool arc. I don't know how long that would have been. Uh, but again, we're just getting into the the pieces and bits that we that we have. And finally, this would have been the finale to the show which is now also the finale of the show, um, The Siege of Mandalore. Uh, This arc is Ahsoka teaming up with Obi-Wan and Anakin, responding to uh, Bo-Katan cries, alerting uh, the Jedi of Darth Maul's return with the remains of the Shadow Collective. Um, And uh, General Grievous uh, causes a surprise attack and kidnaps Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, Um, And while this whole thing is going on in Mandalore, Anakin and Obi-Wan have to leave and rescue Palpatine. Uh, Ahsoka and Captain Rex remain in command of the clones who paint their armor like Tano's facial markings. Uh, Part of this arc was adapted into the prologue of the novel Ahsoka. So uh, I mentioned I would bring this up and the Ahsoka novel has very few pieces that kind of call back to the duel that she has with Maul on Mandalore, which we've seen in the trailer. Uh, the pieces are all coming together now. And, um, you know, and and since all of this stuff going on, the season Mandalore will be adapted as part of the Clone Wars revival. So the Clone Wars revival, the final season, really honestly takes bits and pieces of uh, what we have known is coming at us for, for years, not as a final product, but we've known about the bad batch story. We've been able to watch those, as story reels. Uh, we've known about the seizure Mandalore, uh, from a very, Kind of distant perspective of these flashbacks in the book ahsoka as well as the the hinting that dave filoni did at you know celebration he released a bit of a sketch uh that he did in his notebook again and uh, has ver- you know that that description there is something that they talked about um and uh very much but heavy influence on the fact that this not only would have been the end of the show but would have overlapped revenge of the sith and uh, brought meaning to the Outer Rim Sieges, which is what Anakin and Obi-Wan are coming back from when they, they come to rescue the Chancellor. And also it explains the disappearance of, of Rex throughout the entire film um, and the disappearance of Ahsoka throughout the entire film. They're literally elsewhere. So um, so that is really cool. Um, and, uh, and then, of course, we have the Ahsoka Walkabout arc, which uh, is arguably... That and the seizure Mandalore, arguably, uh, they had the, the the you know like nothing to play around with. The, the the bad batch arc had story reels. Uh, these other two arcs did not. So, uh, these have been done up from scratch. Arguably, um, aside from the rough scripts, uh, but it'll be interesting to see how they tie it up. And I am still hoping, uh, that we do get more Clone Wars, uh, in. The future that might be able to squeeze in between this final season and what we've had so far with that final arc with Yoda, uh, if that makes any sense. Um, I don't know about adapting the adapted stuff, like taking the uh, the Dark Disciple novel, for example, and then, you know, animating that. Like, I, I'm like, you know what? It, it's almost too late for that. I'm actually. I love the book. I'm happy with the book. Um, I'd be happy if they never touch the stuff that they've released as a comic or or a novel or whatever. Um, I'm cool with that. Uh, some of the stuff though that they they have little kind of itty bitty comments on like that that Cad Bane Boba Fett arc or or the Yuzen Vong little episode there or the especially that Ahsoka, um, you know, warning the Jedi about this this uh, Sith shrine and. Uh, you know, the Yoda on Kashyyyk arc would have been cool. Like, there's so much stuff. There's so much stuff that we didn't get. And um, it's worth noting all these things uh, prior to going into this new season. Just so you know, um, all this stuff is still considered canon when they did this final season. Like, uh, it's all there. Uh, in fact, when they're writing the, the, the material for content today... Uh, they still take note of of what they've done there. It's even though it's not released to us as a full story, uh, the story group and uh, and especially Dave Filoni takes all this stuff. Even though it's not fully complete, uh, they take it as major staples to to what they're doing right now with the content, um, and that's a, almost a way of just future proofing if they ever decide to go back and complete that. Right, and it's a good thing that they've been doing that because look, we're we're five six years away from when the show was cancelled and and here we are returning again to Star Wars the Clone Wars as the final season premieres on Disney Plus it's it's an it's a crazy world we live in and anything can happen so um, yeah here's hoping that we get more of it Well, thank you again for joining us on Star Wars Escape. But I hope uh, all that Clone Wars talk was uh, somewhat interesting to you. I know we don't have a crazy amount of things to talk about these days. But uh, I'll be finding as much as I can to bring up on the show. And we may not be doing it every week. Uh, It really depends how much there is to talk about. Uh, But stay in touch with us on our Twitter account. We will be updating you with uh, when episodes are coming out, when they're not. Um, and you can follow us at podcast. Uh we do have an email com. shoot us your feedback, questions there if it's a question that we have time to answer on the show we'll play your voice memo and uh, be sure to do uh, and answer the best we can and if it's a group discussion going on it's perfect because we just feed off each other and that really helps us out um, if you want to help us out though we don't make any money off this uh, shoot, us, uh, shoot this podcast to a friend uh, just be like hey check this out, it's a good show um, that really, it's really cool to see the listener base grow and, and it's just encouraging going forward as a hobby. Uh, we do this show and, uh, and, uh, it's just nice to see that people are listening. Uh, Sideshow Collectibles has released the child's pre-orders. Uh, if you want a life-size version of Baby Yoda or, or, the child, uh, that is up for 476 Canadian or 350 US. Uh, I mean, who doesn't want a Baby Yoda in their living room, right? Like that's just, that's, that's a must have for a Star Wars fan. Anyhow, you're listening to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh. I said that backwards. It's two in the morning. I just got to get to bed. Good night, guys. May the force be with you.